What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, hey! Fires! Haves! Oh, my God. Yeah, we should start. I'm in Philly, so I'm watching this thing on the news. You are home, believe it or not. I've been following your travails through social media. You were at the gym watching most of the uh, Raiders and Niners, or at least the second, second half. half. I, you know, the Niners were really taking off, and I think the Raiders' second half was just starting. The Niners were really separating. Okay. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it just goes black. Probably five years ago, John Middlecoff would have snapped and freaked out. Instead, I gathered my belongings, and when I say my belongings, my shoes, my backpack, and my podcast equipment, and some chargers, <laughs> and I headed toward the gym. Turns out the gym Atta is boy. packed with humans. Uh, including our friend Elliot Schwartz, who's locked in at the front of these four TVs. Just watch. <laughs> just watch. We got a Niner game on, Raider game on, the news on, and uh, the Warriors game on. I guess the Warriors game was Ugh. over, but it was uh, a lot of people there. Somehow I. Yeah, Warriors game was very over. Yeah, I, I showed up. It must have been like a bathroom break in kind of both the games, and I just sat down in like one of the sweet seats and, it, you know, I just kind of hit the ground rolling. It, it was probably yeah. five minutes of lost in transit. It, it was. Wow. I'm not kidding, guy. One of my greatest feats as a professional of just keeping my mind focused. You know, you remember the famous NFL films on Belichick when Pete Carroll was freaking out after the uh, long gainer and Belichick just kind of relaxed. And He didn't call he did a timeout because he was out. watching them on the other side. I thought line. about that a little bit today. Like, could I freak out? Do I start tweeting at PG&E, at Gavin Newsom? Or do I not waste any time and I get as quickly as possible to keep watching – one of the great 49er games ever, and the Raiders were in a very entertaining game. I wanted to see it, yeah. and I did everything in my my willpower to get there. As Chris Russo would say, John, good job by you. Good, good, good job, job by, by me. I, I also a little great lucky. Job by you. I didn't park in my garage because I would have. Oh, I would have been in a little trouble. You got to be able to manually open that. You do, thing. but it still would have been. It would have cost me a little more time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it seems like it's. Freaking nuts over there! So I hope every all our listeners and all our non-listeners are uh, 
Okay, because it looks like it's pretty hundred mile an hour winds at different spots, you know, in the greater wow. Northern California. Hundred mile an hour winds. I saw some video from the like the Carquinez Bridge, which which closed down on Sunday. Smoke everywhere. I saw one winery Saturday night that just got demolished, even though they had, had like all the whatever you call it uh, precautions to keep fire from jumping roads and stuff. You know, the only thing I thought about now what, I'm not I'm not I'm not married. Vineyard. I don't have any kids. Was our listeners guy? I said, "How? Yeah. How? I, I gotta, I gotta watch." You know, it it is kind of sick. And I also thought, like, God, I, I'm pretty driven to watch these games. <laughs> like, what else would the sense of urgency for something like non-human? You know, n- nothing like a friend of mine or a family member's in trouble. What could create that type of urgency? I got honestly, I don't know if anything. A game and of having to watch the game. It was, it's, it's, it's a powerful yeah. feeling. It's very. I mean, your number one drug is NFL football podcasting. It, it, it really is. You just you, you can't have your proper takes, guy, without watching. No. You, you, we don't do yeah. you know fraudulent takes here. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, where the promo code, of course, is Ham. Go to EaseWellness.com. Go to Ease.com. First time users. Use that promo code if you've already used it. Share it with your friends, please. I was at a wedding last night, and there may or may not have been some Ease.com going around at the balcony. Oh. Uh, it's very popular. Ease.com, promo code HAM, THC, uppers, downers, pre-rolls, vapes, maybe even some gummies uh, being taken as well at the wedding. And uh, brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, promo code HAM. And then if you want your CBD, also very popular, EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. There you go. That's fantastic. Um, podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code there is ham in the numeral one. Mybookie.ag, ham in the numeral one. Can you believe, John, and you texted me today that the that the uh, Bengals were, you think, maybe the worst team in the league. The Steelers, who are 2-4, and four, are 14-point favorites on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. That's got to be one of the worst Monday Night Football games in recent memories, right? It's duck. Yes. Now maybe it turns out to be competitive, but that's but, awful. Yeah, just Duck Hodges versus the Dolphins. You know, looking back today, the lock of the day was probably the Birds, uh, as you tweeted me yesterday. Fly Eagles, fly. They, they just <laughs> they were in a position right of all the teams in the league that you know they had legitimate Super Bowl hopes. They had to win on the road in Buffalo. That, that they got it done. You know, I I would probably take the Dolphins tomorrow, plus the points. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning, just say one thing for the Dolphins. I've watched bits and pieces of a lot of their games. They they do give good effort. So if you just give good effort, you might run into a fumble and you might just take it the other way, right? 13.5 points to Duck Hodges seems like, I don't want to say stealing, but that's a pretty good value, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought um, uh, the other game today... What was the what did the what, what was the Pats line going into that game? Thirteen and a half. What was the final score? Was it eleven? Oh, it was thirteen and a half. Well, the last I saw it was thirteen and a half. Well, they won by fourteen. They won by fourteen. Yeah, they covered regardless. Early though, it felt like it was a runaway winner, and then they didn't. They kind of stopped scoring. It was raining, correct? It was raining. Yeah. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the numeral one to double your first bonus. Should you want it, better lines, faster payouts. Uh, all right, so it sounds like at your gym, and I'll tell you, I don't. I was up on Eastern Time today, John. I don't normally watch like a lot of the pregame shows, but on the pregame shows 
Sunday morning, a lot of Niner Panth of Niners defense, Christian McCaffrey, Niners defense, Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I, I mean, in a league where it's just hard to blow people out, the Niners with another blowout. And it sounds like everybody at the gym was, uh, was fired up about the. Were you you were at the gym for well, the Nick Bosa? I, I, I think I missed. Did Debo Samuel have a touchdown? Debo Samuel did have a touchdown. It, was yes. it on a was it on a run? Yeah, it clearly was. I, I missed that. That's kind of right around the sweet spot when I had to move. When I got there, uh, I saw a Richard Sherman pick. I saw then like a, a run another Tevin Coleman who felt like he had ten touchdowns a day, and I obviously got to witness <laughs> the Nick Bosa pick. It wasn't a pick six, but it felt like a pick six. The fucking place erupted. Uh, I would you say Kyle's the big star today, or Bosa's the big star? I think Bosa's the big star today. I mean, he had. I know they scored fifty-one points. Uh, if I had to, I think they're both the big stars. But I think Nick is probably the bigger story today. The three sacks plus a pick. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Um, the, how sweet was like the that's moves if on the pick too. Well, it was one of those guys. He, he juked Kyle Allen. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, good, I mean, good point. Good point. That's fair. The, but the pick, the pick itself was just why it was just so athletic. Remember who had one just like that yeah, a couple I mean, years ago? Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean against the Panthers. That's who I thought of today. I mean, Nick's arms are pretty big, and he's pretty relentless. Um, I my 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 thing watching this game was John. You know who led the so George Kittle had. Uh, six catches. Emmanuel Sanders had 10 catches. So they combined to lead the team in catches by far. They had most of Jimmy's completions. They had most of Jimmy's yards. Um, So the Niners caught the ball with elite players. They ran the ball at an elite level. They played defense at an elite level. They're clearly coached at an elite level. I mean, all the stuff they do really well, Jimmy was really good, except for that one pick. And if you got to get picked off and kind of baited, you you did one of the best linebackers ever did it. So fine, I can live. I mean, I hated it at the time, but whatever. Just everything they do well, John, they do so so well. Like that's what Super Bowl contenders are. Yeah, let's start with Bosa. Listen, there was a lot of pressure on that pick, and we talked a shitload about it. I would have gone with the other guy, and I looked a little. I I wouldn't say foolish because the other guy's playing pretty good too. Well, at least he did when I when I looked a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's on a terrible team, hard to judge. But th- this guy's been a star. Like, if they hadn't have picked this guy, they would look like an idiot. He is a dominant player. Like, you, it's one thing to just make a play here or there, even if it's spectacular play. He now, even if you subtract the pick, is just you just feel him on every single snap. And every time he's out there, he's mm-hmm. just kicking the shit out of people. He, he's relentless. <laughs> and I, I got to give this guy credit, too. I, I think when you add him... He clearly has helped out some of the other guys. I mean, Eric Armstead looks like an all-pro. That that the, the defensive line is dominant. It is just absolutely dominant right now. So, and when you have a dominant defensive line, the other the difference like last year the Chiefs, for example, led the league in sacks and they had a dominant defensive line, but everyone else sucked. Yeah. The 49ers have this dominant defensive line. They got these two linebackers that make every play. They got Richard Sherman, who had, you know, it was the easiest pick of his career, but he's just an excellent player. And then they got, the safeties are playing well, but but do you know what's crazy? When Richard Sherman, like, three, I tweeted this, like three or four weeks back when Akello got hurt, he during the week leading up to the game, I think it was, it was the Browns game, because it was uh, 
it was during the bye. And he's like, I'm telling you, I've watched this Emmanuel, uh, what's his last name? Moody? Moody? Um, uh, what do they call him? E-Man Mosley. Oh, Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah. <laughs> I just call him E-Man. He's like, <laughs> I like E-Man. I watch E-Man in practice. I'm like telling you, the, you'll, you guys are going to know soon. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Typical pl- player, right, right, right. getting his guys back. Le- leader. And, yeah. and guy, the, the first game, play in the back of the end zone. Next game, he makes a couple plays. Today is a sweet pick. The dude's a player, you know? It's one thing if Nick Bosa's making plays. Like, the guy is the number two pick in the draft. Or D Ford, he is a pro bowler. Or even Eric Armstead. You go, well, he was a first-round pick. And you see him move. You're like, well, he is six seven and moves like a fucking deer. When you get undrafted free agents jumping on plays and picking balls that's the ultimate muscle flex like they can do no wrong and then Kyle is just I mean in like the front seat of a Ferrari right now and he's Dale Earnhardt Jr. like he is he is all what does Robert say all gas no brakes he ain't hitting the brakes (laughs) yeah there's the only break that can possibly happen for the 49ers right now is when Jimmy throws a pick that's the only way They've really been stopped. Like, their defense, nothing you can do against them. Because they can cover, they can pass rush, they have great team speed. Like, they, they're going to match up against every type defense. Or, I mean, every type offense. Don't right? you think that's that's the surprise? Is like, we just assume, like, okay, you get after the quarterback, so that makes your DBs better. But I feel like when the DBs are in positions to make plays, they're better than I thought they were going to be. Completely agree. Right? On situations where the quarterback does get the ball off or does have a chance to make a good throw. 100%. Which doesn't happen that much. No. I mean, there are guys everywhere, John. Like, everywhere. Well, and the white unis, by the way. I, I almost tweeted. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to give Kyle too much credit on this first drive. And then the very next drive, like, boom, boom, bang, bang, touchdown. You're like, well. Because <laughs> you don't want to give – you just don't want to give too much credit to first drive. Just the first drives, but I don't even think it matters for Kyle. Because yeah. he'll be in, like, the third quarter running, like, a crazy screen pass when everyone's going the other way. You're like, God, he, he doesn't. I think any play. Like, this guy, whatever, however much time he's spending in the office, it's clearly working. And defense is a little less of that and more just – it's obviously just driven on talent, right? Like, the 49ers, can we all agree, are not the most talented offense right now. They're missing their – Starting fullback, who's a pro bowler, there are two tackles, and you know they just traded for a receiver who looked damn good today. But in theory, they're going to be better in like four or five weeks when all these guys come back. Well, in theory, I mean, I tweeted today like, nice play by Staley. I mean, McGlinchey. I mean, Usechek. I mean, never mind. This is amazing. Like, how does an offense do? Like to me, that's when you know you're rolling. Your well, coach you're, is good. Your, 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 your Lincoln Riley tweet was dead on. Like it's. You get, like, to be a quarterback whisperer is impressive, right? And that's, you know, what separates coaches and why you get really famous. But to be an offensive wizard, like, you become Bill Walsh, right? Like, it's it's one thing to be, like, a great motivator. You know, that's in a winner. You're, like, Parcells. But if you're the – you encompass everything, you become Belichick. Like, if, if you, you're a really good quarterback coach, you're like, oh, that's Andy Reid, right? But there's a big gap between Coach Reed and Bill Walsh. Now, if Andy ends up winning a couple with Mahomes, you know, I think, you know, he'll be in that. You could argue right now, because Belichick is, he encompasses it all, but at his core, I mean, he is the Patriots defensive coordinator right now. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. So if you were going to go offense, Andy's probably, you know, I, I think he gets the most credit, but Sean Payton is probably every bit as equal and has won a championship. So he's probably the guy. You know, I mean, he, he's probably the, you know, he'd be one and Andy would be like 1B. Would that be fair? 
when you just look at their resumes and what they've been doing for 20 yes. years. Yeah, because, yes. You yep, know, because part of it's like they're play callers, but they're obviously, they, they work well with just players. Like, they're just elite head coaches. Where I think Kyle now, you can kind of see it. If they can develop and draft the right guys, he's who you'd fucking spend boo-boo money on to have to be your head coach. And we... Did you... We look... Not that we were on an island by any means, but when we were kind of saying, like, this guy could be pretty special, but he eventually has got to win. You know, you can't just be like, well, he called great plays. You know, they, they lost 30 to 28, but man, he was dialing them up. Like, you got to start winning these games. Yeah. And yeah. he is. One one follow-up to that, but did you see, by the way, the play that uh, Oklahoma, the double pass that Oklahoma ran early in the game? I think it was their first touchdown. Against they eventually lost to Kansas yeah, I know. State. How but. crazy is that? So it was it was it was trips left. Okay. Yeah. Quarterback takes the snap. Jalen Hurts takes a shotgun. One the like one of the three receivers steps backwards, and so Jalen throws like a like like a bubble screen type pass, but it's backwards because the guy stepped backwards. Yeah. Then Jalen steps back, and the guy throws it back to Jalen. Yep. One of the trips receivers fell down the way like tight ends do on the goal line. Uh huh. Then got up and ran down the sideline, and Jalen hit him. It was incredible. Like I've never seen a receiver do the fall down get up. That's thing. pretty sweet. It was badass. Um, well, did did, did Daniel other, Jeremiah tweet today, or maybe Jeff Schwartz did that? There were like three or four double passes a day, and he's like, "Well, you, not everyone's copying Lincoln Riley yesterday because the game plan's already in." But clearly, I wonder if some of the coaches who might have just been at the hotel or at, in their office saw that and realized, like, McVay did one today. The Lions had a sweet one today. Mm. Like, legit, throw it to the receiver, throw it back to the quarterback, and then throw it downfield. Yeah, the Lions one The was Lions sweet. one was badass, and it hit him in stride. So, but that wouldn't you say the crazy part really about the 49ers is they haven't busted out much shit like that. Haven't really need to. Like, they've run a couple, like, reverses. Well, the— yeah, the touchdown last week was that the unless, Tevin Coleman? I, unless I missed something in my fire evacuation. No, no, I, nothing too crazy. I mean, they're John. They won fifty-one to thirteen. Well, well, I not, when, fifty-one when to thirteen. I le- when I left, I think it was thirty-four to. It was thirty-four to thirteen when I left. Okay. So it wasn't. I, I wouldn't say it was. It wasn't over, but it was. It was pretty well in hand. It felt like when the Panthers got it to two scores and then the Niners came down and just scored again. Oh, you, you know what it was? Here's what it actually was. It was 27-13, to 13 and they were driving to score that touchdown. Because when McCaffrey scores, you know, they get the safety, they score. Right. And then they get the two-point conversion. And you're like, well, you start doing the math. You're like, well, there's 11 minutes left in the third quarter. That's only two touchdowns. They do have this elite player. This isn't crazy. And then they're driving, and my power goes out. That's when I kind of, I, that's when I didn't freak, get my shit, go. And then I get to the to the hotel, and it's thirty four to thirteen. And like whatever happened on that drive, which was clearly the Debo Samuel, like that drive guy is one of those where for the first part, for the first moment in the game, maybe people in the stadium are like, you start just doing the math in your head. You're like, well, this game's not quite over yet. And Kyle, boom, fucking yeah. touchdown. Right? Like, yeah, it is, motherfuckers. Yep. That's that's the way it felt watching it. Now, what did you think of Emmanuel Sanders? Because I think the other part of like all this whole conversation about Kyle is, well, he is in charge of players, so he goes and gets a player. I mean, he had two third down conversions. Had what, I mean that was touchdown this, was what did sweet. He do today he had four for twenty five and a touchdown. 
five on, targets. On that, on I mean, they targeted drive, Kittle seven targets. times. And, yeah, and the touchdown. Yeah, on the first drive, he had three targets. He had a catch, the touchdown, obviously, and one, I think, where Jimmy kind of overthrew him. But I, I like that. You you get a guy who you paid a lot for, and you immediately feed him the rock. And you also realize, like, yeah, this guy's a pro, right? He's immediately just better than their other guys. But, the, the, like, I not to be – I'm not being negative here, but you just know – they still play Richie James and Kendrick Bourne a decent amount. Like, you see those guys out there. Like, they are still dependent. Like, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't just – it's not like they got three Emmanuel Sanders. They still – Pettis is out there a lot. Pettis, for a guy that doesn't do anything, is an underrated celebrator, like, with his teammates. They clearly like him, right? You you mentioned got, that to yeah, me a while I, back, I, and I've really noticed it. Like, he's yep. always doing, like, when Kittle does his little first down, but it's kind of like – he just does, like, a paw, you know, Kittle. It's kind of mm-hmm. – yeah, little, little finger yeah, flip. It, it, Pettis, Pettis flip, does yeah. it right there with him, and they kind of smile. Like, like they clearly they, the, – the team likes him, you know, for a guy that – there were some reports, guy, that they would love to trade him, and it's like, yeah, no shit, I – do you think you could even get like a seventh round pick for him right now? Yeah, maybe you could. And that, but if you're the Niners, like, are you just giving him away? I wouldn't. Yeah, but I like to me. I maybe they've given up on him. You know, we. But I don't think they. Ha- but I don't him. think they I have haven't. guy because they keep playing him. Okay, so maybe they haven't. I'm just saying I haven't. Like Emmanuel Sanders, you'll have to figure out what you're doing next year. I it does when I watch him, I feel like he knows what he's doing out there. Dante Pettis. Don't you? I don't watch him thinking like he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, to me, yeah, to me, it's not he's you know doesn't know the offense or anything. It's just he's not doesn't make any plays, <laughs> you know. And that's where yeah. yeah, I think when they're now in their situation, which is now their goal is to win. Like I'm not talking Super Bowl or anything yet, but like their goal is pretty simple: win the division, win playoff games. Like that that is the goal right now. You need guys you can depend on, and I think if you ask them. In, in an area where they can be truthful, and they just say, we can't depend on them right now. We can depend on, like, none of our star players. You know, we're like, I bet they would say, we we feel Debo is a dependable player. We feel that, like, uh, Mostert is a dependable player. Uh, Thanks, Tom. You just, it's just, it, can we depend on Pettis? Like, do they get to a point one day where it's a numbers game? Is he Is he 100% active on game day? You know, you're not that far away with all these guys coming back, right? No. Because yep. that's the other thing. We talk a lot, like, oh, when's Nikhil Harry coming off IR? Or when's these random guys around the league, you know, coming off IR? No, you notice none of the Niners are coming back off IR. They're just, Joe's just on the sideline fucking hugging guy, you know, chest bumping with Robert Sala. Robert Sala, <laughs> and, yeah. And McGlinchey's, <laughs> you know, probably, I didn't even notice him today, but he's, He's probably in the box chewing seeds. Like these guys are just inactive players. The, the Niners' inactive list the last couple of weeks has been a fucking pretty good group of players. It, it's 100% had three legitimate starters. It, no, it's had four because I, I keep forgetting Akella Weatherspoon. They got a lot of guys that. Plus Jalen Hurd, who we just. I mean, I'm, you can't put him in that conversation, but. Did he get put on IR, though, this week? Or a while back? I'm just saying he's not active. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think he doesn't count right now against the 53. Is my point like, but but now that I'm thinking oh, about, oh, I see what you're saying. Because wouldn't you say when a killer Weatherspoon comes back? Yeah, he he did get put on IR. But I guess the two tackles or one of them, right? The dude they signed from the AF when McGlinchey and Staley come back, that guy will just be inactive, and School will be the backup. But like E-Man, I got 
it's safe to say E-Man's getting pads every game moving forward, right? <laughs> Even if he's just a role player think, backup. Yep. Like, he's he's dressing on game day. So, you yeah. start the, the math. Sometimes when you have injured guys like this for a short period of time, it becomes easy when they come back because the backup sucked. The Niners now are in one of these positions like, well, E-Man, he's on scholarship the rest of the year. He's he's playing. And I would say even you could argue like you just keep both the tackles just so you're just ready. I mean, these guys have been hurt. You just never know. You kind of want them around. Mm-hmm. You just you start doing the mm-hmm. math. Some of these running backs, like does, I guess, I think Breda got banged up. He didn't play in the second half. He, he rolled did. his ankle. He didn't come back, yeah. And the 49ers, I, I, one of the more underrated signings of the league this year is Tevin Coleman, who a guy like that, you know, he just flies under the radar. When he signs, you know, a week into free agency or whatever, it's not like an Odell Beckham trade or a clowny signing or anything like that. And then you just watch the season, you start thinking to yourself, how perfect of a fit is this motherfucker on this team with oh. this coach? He's just – he can catch the ball. He's unreal in the scheme. How fast he plays, how good he plays. I I don't think people realize, and I, I doubt Kyle would admit it, and he'd probably argue that if, if he could have got his hands on McKinnon, he would have been really good. And you know what? He might have an argument. Maybe McKinnon with the speed mm-hmm. would have been awesome in this scheme. The difference is, like, I, I – You do have to believe him when it comes to that position. I, I agree. But the difference is, like, Coleman had been doing it. Like, I'd been playing Coleman in fantasy and watching him play high level for the Falcons for a while. Like, McKinnon wasn't yeah. really a producer in Minnesota. Now, he for a couple of years, he was Adrian Peterson's backup or whatever. But regardless – Coleman has been unreal. I mean, if Kittle's been their best offensive weapon and not counting the offensive weapon, you'd say Coleman's been their second best just start to finish. Well, I guess him and Breda. And they, they just become a great little dynamic combo, like those two guys. That's a that's a legitimate one-two where neither of them are really the one. They're just a one-two combination together because they're both they both can run, they both can catch. They both just hit these creases at looking like a Ferrari. You, right. I mean, but, but I would say scheme. clearly. Woo. But clearly Coleman is the one because that speed is. Now, I know Breda had the run earlier where his like top end was 23 miles an hour, whatever that was. But Coleman looks faster, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah, I think Breda would win just in like a 80-yard race. But Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Breda is like a four, legitimately a four three guy. I know, I know. It's, I just, I just when I'm just eyeballing yeah. it, Coleman looks. I, I don't, I don't know what Coleman ran at the at the combine. He's playing four three two, so you just have two <laughs> guys that are hauling ass, and they never get caught when they get in space. But the like it already cropped up today. They've both been hurt this season now, right? Breda hurt his ankle today, and he's had ankle issues before. Which you tipped me mm-hmm. off to this, which I don't know if I was super locked in. They play guy in four fucking days, so that's something to they keep. They play an eye Thursday on. night football. <laughs> they play Thursday I night know. football. Uh, God, these. How good is Shanahan? The Shanahan family, like if you're just a football family, what they do running the ball is like, is it just incredible? Like it just consistently it works, is. and everyone knows it's coming. It's not like well. Every week, you know, it's like they're Belichick. You know, every week he changes his scheme. He just, you never know. You always hear the players. They're like, well, you know, we prepared for the 3-4, then Bill ran the 4-3, and then I'm seeing ghosts. It's like, well, you know the exact plays Kyle's calling. Like, 
Kyle run run screens all fucking days to his running backs and Kittle. He loves the Kittle screen. How many times have they ran the Kittle screen this year? 20? <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, if Kittle just kind of fakes you at the, at the line of scrimmage and then just starts looking at Jimmy, they're running a screen to Kittle. And if he catches it, but that's a it credit might not to be a Kyle. They just have so many things you got to worry about. They got a lot to worry about. Well, I know. And then they, they got it on the one play where they ran like a play action and they did a good job on the broadcast. They're like, well, you know, Luke had to over kind of fly to one side because they're running the stretch zone run and you just have to honor it. And then when they do the play action, and that's where Kyle would be like, yeah, you guys been watching the Vikings, why Cousins playing well? Because when the play action works in this scheme, it's unstoppable. It is a layup pass for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, 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 you know, guy, maybe I was a little clouded by one hmm. having to evacuate and the interception. If you would have said, guess what Jimmy Garoppolo's line today was, I would have been like, you know, 15 of 25 for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. He was 18 of 22. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did that feel like it watching that to you? Am I crazy? Well, I think I I don't think I think things almost never feel like 18 to 22. Like it's really hard for anything to feel like 18 to 22. That's six incompletions. That's really good, right? I I don't think you ever feel like four, a guy four. is 18 to 22. I Huh? Four incompletions. Four, sorry. Yeah, see I'm the clouded one. Um I don't think you ever feel like that for one for 175 and and it didn't to me his one of his best plays of the day was the throw to Kittle that got brought back because of a block in the back where Kittle kind of knew it was a Kittle, Kittle touchdown right away. Yeah, but Jimmy I think took a shot on the play or did he scramble out? I don't remember exactly. I just remember thinking that's the best play, and it came after the interception. Um, so yeah, it didn't feel like eighteen to twenty two. One of those was like that inside pitch pass for oh yeah for was that a touchdown so it, on the it, play it's, action it's, where he never actually turns back. You get credit for a completion as long as the ball moves forward. That's why even on like that that jet sweep where the guy just kind of you Correct. know that Mike Leach play where you just kind of push it to the guy. Yep. That's a that's a completion. Yep. That's a completion. Yeah. yeah. But look, because some people ask me like, "How what'd you think of him today?" I thought he, I thought he made the right plays, which. Most people don't make at that position the make the right play all the time. It's just hard to play quarterback and make the right play. I thought when given the opportunity, he made some great plays. He had one awful interception. I feel I feel good about him, John. I feel good about him. And one of the reasons I feel so good about him is they do everything else so damn well. But I feel good. I you know we're not I'm not reevaluating Jimmy week to week. No, I feel no, good about I, him. I'm with you. I, they do I, everything else really well. I thought he was good. He had a great play today. I thought that it was on. Uh... One of the most underrated NFL plays today. I'm shocked this didn't go viral. Hmm. He throws it to Kittle over the middle, but to get to Kittle, it was clearly like one of his last progressions because he was working the right side of the field. It was like wham, bam, nothing open, and then he works his eyes to the middle of the field. George is wide open, and he hits him right down the middle. And then the safety for the Panthers, George tries to juke him, gets on George's foot, yeah. and George, the guy with the hair, George is able to keep his balance. And with one foot, I, I would imagine that guy weighs at minimum 210 pounds and picks him up, and the guy elevates, and George gets like an extra three yards, and the guy's body moves. Now, ultimately, the guy was on like a, like a pit bull, you know, locked on something. He wasn't, George wasn't Trey gonna Boston. Get away. But, guy, he yeah. fucking picked him up with his foot, and Trey Boston elevated off the ground. Did you notice that? It was like, that was incredible. Well, even Dick Stockton was like, he's, Dick Stockton was like, 
in shock of the play, I think, because he said something like, you know, Kittle dragging Trey Boston, and Boston finally brings him down. But not before Kittle picked up whatever he picked up on the play. It was a big play. Is it safe to say Kelsey's been down this year uh, stat-wise? Ertz is, hasn't had a great year. The George is almost a lock first-team All-Pro right now? Yeah. His team's unbeaten. I mean, I, yeah, the Gronk's gone. His team's unbeaten. He's clearly their best player. This is for like it. I, the defense is really, really impressive. But I think you could argue like you just look at it on paper. If they if Bosa was a star and D Ford became a good role player, now I don't think anyone would have imagined Eric Armstead be this good. But you're like you know Richard Sherman's going to be healthy this year. There were still some questions, but for George to have be a second team All Pro and become kind of a star in the league. You know, sometimes some of these late-round picks start reading their own press clippings. You start getting the media BJs. He came back better. I mean, it's like, this guy's on a fucking mission. It's When you sustain greatness, that's you're just a great player. You know, how, how many guys do we constantly see in all sports that you can have the one year? Try putting together like five Mike Trout years. You know, try having Max Scherzer's career. Try becoming Aaron Rodgers or Brady. Like, it's hard. It's it's every guy, you know, every above-average NFL player, if they really put their mind to it, can have a big season. Can you have, like, force rate? It looks like Kittle. Yeah. I'm not trying to overreact or anything, but, like, this guy Hall of Famer? Well, yeah, see, to me, what, what you're saying, as I'm hearing you talk, that's what I'm thinking. It's like when you think, like, I want to be a Hall of Famer. It's like, cool. Put together that year you put together, put that together, like, six or seven more times, and you'll be a Hall of Famer. But you know when we talk to him? But you can't do it six times if you don't do it twice. And for him to come back after that year when the target's on his back and, yeah, I'm with you. know what's, when we were talking to him, now thinking back about it, you know, there are two types of people, right, that become great players as a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. The guy that has a huge chip on his shoulder, like everyone, Pat, like, uh, you know, the Draymond Richard Sherman. And that that works, you know. I mean, that's Draymond be a Hall of Famer, Richard Sherman be a Hall of Famer. And then there's Mm -hmm. George who, like, you know what? Remember he told us? He's like, you know, I didn't have that many targets. I kind of got it. Uh, but I'm in the perfect scheme. I'm with a great coach, and now I'm in a place, and I'm just – I'm reaching my potential, and I'm just going to keep grinding my ass off. Right? He's just yeah. – he's not yep. chip on a shoulder guy. Did, did you, do you think he's chip on a shoulder guy? Or just kind of embrace – I'm not saying he doesn't, like, have a uh, drive to him, but I'm just – he just looks at it like, I'm in a great spot now. I'm kicking the shit out of everyone. I'm a great player. You know? Yeah, to me, he – yeah, he he feels to me like a guy inspired that by the fact that he recognizes the opportunity and what it takes to be great. Well, just that to me it's like he recognizes that he has what it takes to be great and that's inspiring to him. That's kind of my vibe from him. It's like god, I just I he knows how great he can be. That's kind of what I feel like. When, well, I I've when always imagined like if you were an NBA player cuz sometimes you see like when a guy takes off at the baseline and tries to dunk over a guy once you realize that you have that potential, I you know you're just especially and you're a good player, you're just more inclined to do it a decent amount. But that it, that whenever that first time that you ever do that, it has to be a pretty inspiring feeling of like, oh my god, I just dunked on a guy in an NBA game. And <laughs> I think Kittle had a couple moments like that last year, and now you're seeing him like Trey Boston's got my foot. I don't give a fuck. Come for a ride, buddy. Where he just playing like nobody can stop me. But he's had moments yeah. where people haven't stopped him that he realizes, like, I'm better than these guys. It's one thing to me, like, Saquon Barkley just plays like he played at Penn State. Like, 
he's been thinking, I'm the best guy on this field probably since like Peewee's. Where when you're a later round pick, I think that's where I think makes Richard and Draymond a little unique. Like I do believe they've thought they were the best player on whatever court or field they've been on probably since Peewee's. Even though, like, it's like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. you went in the fifth round, Richard. <laughs> You're like, Draymond, you got drafted in the second round. And in the NBA, there's only two rounds. But they, they're just – like, I think George is probably – there's a feeling out process, you know. For, and I'm most – 99% of humans are more like Kittle, even if you are talented, where you kind of have to do it first. And that that's why Draymond and Richard, when you say really stand out, it's like, God, they're kind of delusional. But then when it works, you're like, no, these guys are great, <laughs> you know. And you're just like, maybe they understood it the whole time. And I also think, back to like what you said, he's driven to like, he wants to be great. And it has, he also understands that he's just in this offense now that is just featuring him. Like when you think, who's the Niners feature player on offense? You just go, it's George Kittle. And some. Right. It's George Kittle and the run. And the run. But. If they just need a big play, who would they go to in a must-have moment? And you'd be like, in a perfect world, they'd like to go to 85. And for a long, yeah. long time, when he was in peak form, you'd be like, well, who's Tom going to go to in like a third and ten? All the chips are on the line. You're like, he's going to Gronk. You know? Right. And, yep. and you, 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 why wouldn't you, right? And then... It's just, it's one of those, if you fail going to anybody else, you're going to wonder, why did we... If we're going to fail, it's failed. Think about with that it. Guy. You, you've never heard one. Now, he hasn't failed that many times, but you never heard, like, you know, back in 2013, we were playing the Broncos, and if, if Tom just wouldn't have thrown it to Rob Gronkowski and looked at uh, at Danny Amendola, we, we might have won. You know, it's just you can always lose by going to your best player. It's like I said, going in the game. Listen, Kyle Allen's a fun story. But at the end of the fucking day, he's Kyle Allen, an undrafted free agent in the National Football League right. quarterback. So th- there's just there's a reason that they don't exist. Like in the history of undrafted free agents, they just don't be like there's there's a reason why Kurt Warner got a football life because it was that big of an upset of what happened. It's it never going to happen again, probably. So I, I thought like if the Niners' defense is who we thought they were, they're going to kick the shit out of him. And if you get beat by McCaffrey, which you saw today, like can. You could have him bottle up, and he's just an incredible player. You tip your hat. Like, if McCaffrey's going to go for three touchdowns, because clearly that's they build their defense around trying to stop McCaffrey, but they should be able to just man-to-man kick Kyle Allen's ass, and they did. I, or his stats couldn't have been pretty. How many picks did he throw? Three. three. Uh, he was 19 of 37 for 158 yards and three picks. Now, yeah. like to me – That's what like, he should look like. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, John, the Raiders, who, unlike last week, had the lead in the third quarter. How did the Raiders – how many games did they win last year? Four. How is their schedule so hard? <laughs> <laughs> how is their schedule so difficult? Well, I think – well, because uh, – it's because the divisions – you know the most overrated term I think we use in the NFL is strength of schedule? I, I was driving around the other day, and I heard Papa mention it, too. He's like, you know, it's kind of stupid. It's two games. So, like, your strength of schedule and the NFL so random, a lot of times, like, the 49ers strength of schedule game this year is the Packers. Like, they, they're the Packers. The, the Raiders, yeah. they play the AFC North. Or, excuse me, the NFC North. So, you just got those four games, and they play the AFC South. So, 
Right. You just like, well, the the top two teams are good, and then you just got like a random Jags team that's four and four. And even like the Titans, I mean, they're the Titans are one of those teams, like, are they the best bad team in the league right now? And or excuse me. Yeah, the and the AFC South, like you just get the Texans in Houston. Now part of it was a schedule, put them on the road, but I'd argue the AFC North. Like that's that looks like this year, the NFC West and the NFC North, if you drew those teams in your like rotation, that sucks. Right? Because like the AFC North, the Browns, part of why they're fucked is they drew the NFC West. So the Browns had to play the Seattle, they had to play the Rams, and they had to play the Niners. And they got a little screwed. They played all three of those teams before they even drew the Patriots. So it's like they got the Patriots this week. They've already played those three teams. And I'm pr- they lost all those games. Do you do you agree the strength of schedule? Everyone loves like hype. Oh, the strength of schedule. You know, you get first place. No, it's just about your rotation on what divisions you play. And that's more important. And, yes, and, I agree. and like how the couple teams, unless you have like consistent powers in your division, like if you're the Niners, I'd argue their schedule is kind of hard. Their division, they got six divisional games, two, four of them against playoff teams in Seattle and the Rams. And even the Cardinals aren't just like, it's not like the Dolphins. You know, that's where I think people are always like, well, the Patriots, I mean, you get fucking Dolphins twice, you get the Jets. That, that's where I've always, well, there is some validity to that. I mean, those teams consistently yeah, suck. Yeah. Yeah. And even the Bills, like, they're good year. They're a 10 and 16, but they're not like, like the Rams might be ten and six, and the Bills might be ten and six. Are all ten and six teams equal? No. no. Like the Texans are ten and six, and I don't even think the Texans are that good. But they're they're just a they're tough, you know, because they got two remarkable well, players. Yeah, I mean they they uh, this felt like kind of a playoff level game, and the Raiders were ready for it. But they just didn't win. They had we kind of talked about this. Now they can next week they win against the Lions and they're four and four. But this was gonna be, this was the team who had the wild card spot. The Texans. They needed this and the Colts won. They needed this wild card spot from the Texans. If they had won this game, they'd feel like they're in the driver's seat. Now they're gonna need a lot. Now they're just gonna need help along the way. And you know, while their schedule gets a little easier coming up, Lions, then the Chargers, then the Bengals, See, but, and the Jets on the but, road. But do you think? Are we sure in a vacuum the Lions are worse than the Texans? No, 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 no. It, sorry. I, when I say coming up, I mean after the okay. Lions, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Jets. You do agree, Jets. though, like the Lions might just be better than the Texans? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, they might not, and, but I mean, I, they're damn close, right? That's a, It's going to be a tough game. Would you rather play the Lions at home or the Texans on the road? Well, if you told me by, you know, the middle of the game, like they're missing their starting corner, J.J. Watt goes out. Uh, did for the year, by the way. Did you watch out for the year? Yeah, I just saw. He, that's what he said. Shoulder. I, when I, I was during, the, I was at the evacuations, and they were working on. Uh, I, it makes it sound more serious. <laughs> Self evacuation. Yeah, it was power went. I could have just stayed at home, but I had things to watch. Did, was it Laramie Tunzel that went out for the? That also happened. So they yes. were just kind of falling apart, and I'm watching the game with Doctor Schwartz, and I'm like. The Raiders are in the lead. They score a touchdown, and it's – what was the score? Oh, it was 24-21. to 21. Maybe it was even before that. But you could just tell, like, you know, this is kind of the, – the Texans defense isn't great one. And when you watch the Texans, it just kind of feels like the quarterback 
And that guy that Jay Glazer said that teams are sniffing about trading, that I don't know about you, to me he's like the best wide receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins. It's just By the way, who I checked, John, has $40 million coming to him the next three years. That's pretty affordable. I think you would take him at 27 or 28 years old for $40 million over three years. Do you think years. it would behoove John Lynch maybe to make a call tomorrow? Just say. Hey, yeah, I mean, if he hasn't already, apparently everyone's calling. Hey, guys, uh, what are you doing? Uh, see, I see uh, – I see your guy at 11 catches, 110 yards. Uh, you want to move him? Uh, we got a first-round pick you can have. But I, I don't even know if you need to send picks. Bob just wants Would players. Would you do DeAndre Hopkins for a first-round pick right now? <laughs> yeah, yes. I agree. Uh, that it just felt like, can De- are the Raiders good enough? Because Derek had a really good game. He was not turning it over till right at the end when he almost threw a pick six. That was like, you're kind of heart dropping. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, that, that I play happens to just about every quarterback once a game. You just don't want that play to happen. Like, you can live with it happening when you agree, like, in the first quarter, you give a pick six. If he would have thrown that pick six there, they ended up losing anyway. That that would have been the game. But I, I loved uh, – who was our analyst on that game? I James Lofton. James Lofton. He's like, if he's two inches taller, I'm like, if that guy's two inches taller, I don't know anything about that linebacker. Oh, it was uh, – what's the guy's yeah, it's, name? Uh, sci- it's 51. It's a kid from Ohio State. Yes. Yeah. What, what uh, my thought was, if he's two inches taller, he might be a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, it's like we could do. If <laughs> Steph Curry was two inches taller, he'd be fucking Kobe Bryant. So if I had from hair, the, right from the list of, <laughs> I hate that. You know, you'd be less good looking. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Um, like, I mean, I'm ugly now. Uh, uh, no, but but I had a tweet in the chamber, John, when they went at Gary and Conley for that. They he gets they they make a they get a big play on Gary and. On, on the left side to Williams. Then they go back to Williams on the right side. Don't get it. It gets broken up. I was ready. Like, it's a genius move. I, I had the whole GIF ready with the dude pointing to his forehead. Trade a guy to a team just so you can go out that guy. It's absolute genius. But then Garion broke. The, I mean, it's a great play. He just made a great play. You like, didn't I had think no it was issue with that last play. It might have been, but it wasn't. You throw the flag, you're not. You you're know, not you know the, kill, you know the thought, killer in the game was. Yeah, the catch before the two-minute warning. Well, no, down. even before they had to punt, the Josh Jacobs had a play where he got a first down, and they called Richie Incognito for holding, and oh. it set him back. His first holding of the y- season, yeah, though. Yeah, because at first I was like, well, that seems like a shitty call, and then you realize that he fucking like grabbed his face mask because everyone you know, in the, in the evacuee call. center was this, you know, the, the talk was, this guy, 28, man. What did all the Red Cross volunteers It was a, it was a lot of... Josh Jacobs is a star, and I think all the evacuees were looking around yeah. and were like, this guy's, you know, listen, I'm not one to take running backs in the first round, but I, I, everyone can, it doesn't take Bill Walsh to tell you, this kid's a player, you know? And then they call that play, or they call the foul, and then all of a sudden it goes to third and 15, and Dr. Schwartz looks at me and goes, oh, this is, or no, it was second, and, excuse me, it was second and 20, and he's like, this isn't good because you know then Derek kind of has to force it. Then he checks the ball down. And then it's third and fifteen, and that was the play to Terrell Williams, where where Derek goes over. I didn't quite realize what was happening at the evacuee center, so I text you. You th- you thought he wanted him a challenge. Luckily, Gruden didn't have any challenge or didn't challenge. No, he could have challenged. He could have. Cha- yeah, he he had lost a challenge earlier, but you get multiple challenges. Because I, I I said for a second when on third and fifteen. I said one option would be because Doc Schwartz like we can't stop him, so I'm like, well, treat you're gonna like, probably have to punt here like if it's down. probably anything longer than like fourth and six or seven. 
So do you run a play that maybe you like a screen that hoped to get eight or nine with the mindset of going for it? And they didn't. They just took a shot, like with you four, said, at that yeah, guy. Four, and you got like four minutes left. I wouldn't have hated that because you would have been right at midfield. You would have been across midfield. If you pick up, you know, whatever, eight yards there, then it's fourth and eight from their side so of the So they could have done that instead of taking the, the option of what they did, right? They took their best receiver, who looks awesome when he's healthy, Terrell Williams, at a guy they thought, our guy's just better than their guy, which we know their guy, right? Which is not crazy. Yeah. But when it doesn't work... Like when you don't get a third and five in that situation where you're going to have to punt it back and they got a great quarterback, it is a very, very risky move. And it, it, the exact thing that the worst case scenario happened, they just couldn't get a stop. Could, I wouldn't have been have, mad at Gruden could, if he used 15 it. going for it insane with four minutes left and a couple um, timeouts and the two-minute warning? No, I mean, the, the question is just can you hold him to a field goal? You get because you, then you'll have enough time to get the ball back and try and score a touchdown with no timeouts left. Because they're they're not gonna. It's gonna be hard for them to use four minutes. Well, they, I mean, they could use four minutes over half the field. Uh, to me, I like the idea of just trying to make it a fourth and eight. Now, again, they. I, I also like what they did. Like, I don't have a big issue with just trying to go to Terrell Williams on Gary and Conley. I, I'm with you. But he had. Now, it, I also it, wouldn't it, have had a problem is, with Gruden. Is it a high percentage play, though? You know, like a 25-plus yard play? Because Derek's way back in the pocket. He's 20 yards down the field. Like, it is – it's not sure. a layup pass. And I wonder no. if you go back – I'm with you. I, I get you're confident on Conley, but given just the historical defense, and I know these guys weren't around for Dennis Allen and Del Rio, but the Raiders haven't been good on defense in years. They, they are one of the last teams you go – who can get a stop when you got to get a stop? The Raiders, just in the last 20 years, would be at the bottom of the list. Did I just, let's try to get a high percentage play. And again, it's easy to play the Monday morning quarterback. But I, I just think in general, that play, even if it's Deshaun to Hopkins or, you know, Brady to Grant, whoever, it's just, it's not, you know, some 60% play. And when it fails, you're fucked because you, you at fourth and 15, unless you're kind of crazy, you borderline have to punt. So, I wonder if they could do it over again. I, I get they would say, like, we, we trust Terrell Williams. I get it. But why not run, like, a screen to 28? Hell, maybe he gets it. Even if he doesn't, he's getting you something positive. So, at worst case, you're right, 4-7, four, 4th four, and 6. And then you have a legitimate decision on your hands where yeah, they didn't really – is it fair to say he Gruden didn't really have a decision? He's like, he just had to punt? Because they were then backed up behind the 50 – Fourth and 15 is kind of crazy. The Raiders don't exactly have, like, I mean, literally, they don't have Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, no one does. I mean, he's unemployed. Uh, but <laughs> I, I saw him, like, uh, you know, Instagramming something, and I was just like, it's like one of the best mm-hmm. players in the NFL is just at home. Like, this is, you know, how stupid this is. And I mean, great, not yeah, stupid by any, like, you created this, Antonio, you moron. What are you doing? Uh, so it's just a tough loss because. For a split second, in like middle of late fourth quarter, it started crossing my mind. Like the Raiders are going to win this game. They're going to be four and three with a win over the Texans and a win over the Colts. Because you saw today, the Colts aren't exactly some lock to win every week. I mean, they can look good, but they're they're going to have games where they're just not good. That the the Raiders right. all of a sudden, then you beat the Lions. You're like five and three. You're like God, this this is a playoff team. Are, are we sure the Raiders aren't like better than the Bills? I, I get the Bills' defense is great, but their offense isn't any good. So the Raiders... Well, they would have been in play... Yeah, they would have been in playoff position. 
So that's where this loss hurts. They would have been the sixth like, seed. Th- that's where. Does this now, loss hurt more than like the win for the Texans? Do you even feel that good about it? Like, you think Bill O'Brien's like, I got a good team, or am I just like holding on for my ass every week? Yeah, I think he's holding on. I mean, there's just such a like. Even if the Raiders had won the game, I think we'd feel really good about them. I don't know. They'd feel like they'd have some momentum just because you'd go look. They've gotten through a really difficult part of the schedule. If you had just said before the year the Raiders are going to be four and three, you would have taken that so fast, right? If we'd said it a month ago before they headed out on this crazy road stretch, you would have taken it so fast. I, I think if you're Houston, they they feel to me like they just they roll around on the ground with Jacksonville and Buffalo and Tennessee. Did you see like that? Did you Indianapolis. see the watch tweet? Is that why you said he was out for the year? Which yeah, this game can be beautiful and it can be so br- br- uh, brutal, absolutely gutted. Well, I got like a bleacher alert that said out for the year. Is that not what he yeah, actually he said? said? Th- this game can be beautiful and it can also be brutal, absolutely gutted that I won't be able to finish the season with my guys and give the fans what oh, they okay. deserve. I truly love this game and can't stand letting you guys down. Thank you for all the thoughts and well wishes, JJ Watt. Wow, that's pretty devastating. He's had. For, for a Hall of Fame player of a 10-year-plus career, is that like his fourth time he hasn't been able to finish the season? Well, how many comebacks is he going to have in his career? <laughs> well, he's coming right? back next year, isn't he? Give the guy credit. <laughs> Give the guy a lot of credit, He he, man. Uh, he is tough. There is no disputing that. So, I mean, now, here's the other thing, John. If I just told you at the end of September, Raiders are going to beat the Lions, and at that point, they'll be 4-4 four and four through eight yes, games. Yes, I would have said that's a win. I'd say the difference, so, though, is... That's still out there for them. It's easy to say that before the season or whatever. Once you see it, you go, what could have been, you know? And that's just the way the football is. You just go, well. It's a great call. Because you're thinking, like, God, could we be 6-2, and two? you know? I w- but, but to me, that's the story of this team right now is what might have been. What might have been. After this game, like in this game. I Because, Derek, like you said, Derek played well. I mean, Desha- the play Deshaun made before we move on. We get You said you'd never see anyone get kicked in the face and throw a touchdown. Well, wouldn't you say – is borderline impossible to get kicked in the face in the in the NFL? After How, when the, yeah, if and you then told the me like imagine to a scenario, if you just told me to come up with a scenario where a guy gets kicked in the face, I wouldn't even know. Well, you'd say it would be on the you'd quite say how to imagine. I'd that. say it'd be on the ground, like once you tripped or got tackled, or, or like a guy pumps, defender jumps up, the guy like tries to duck around him somehow. Guy, he got kicked in the like face, that. kept his balance. And then threw the game-winning touchdown pass. Say that out loud. Kicked in the face. Kept. Well, hold on. Kept his balance. Legitimately kicked in the face. Evade, broke broke a sack. Got kicked in the face through the game-winning touchdown. That was incredible. Meanwhile, Ti- Tiger Woods just won his 82nd yeah. PJ Tour uh, victory, oh, tied wow. for most all time. Name the Zozo event. Championship. I only knew it because I, I flipped okay. my golf channel, and he's literally talking to Steve Sands, and just said. Zozo Championship. What country is that in? I think it's in Japan or China. Not China, China, Japan. 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 Got it. All right. Well, I am looking forward to this Lions games next week. Do Um, do you think just on – is Watson one of the truly special entertainers in the league? Like you just watch him, you're like, he's a fun watch. Because he's a runner, but he's not really a – like I I don't view him as a runner as like Lamar. I view him as a runner – He's he's much closer to Russell Wilson. Like he's he's kind of the AFC's Russell Wilson, wouldn't you say? And yeah, what makes him unique too is like we got to see him be great in college, and we just have this Rolodex. We have this history of all these great all these great moments that he was already involved in before he became. Do you a ever pro. shake if you're Ryan Pace passing him for Trubisky in the same conference? 
Uh, it, you know, it depends. Like, if you do you find another quarterback, you do. But for right now, like, I don't it know. It hurts, wouldn't you say? No, you don't. It hurts. Because part of the yeah. Trubisky story is he didn't just fall to you. You traded up a spot. And as someone tweeted at me today, that tw- that extra pick got him, like, a Keller Weatherspoon and Trevavious Moore. Like, it's not like he got the Niners just nothing. Like, they got two starters out of it, two guys that play on their team. You traded up one spot. I'm sure we'll talk about him coming up. For one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Wow, you pass on a guy from the same conference who, like you said, who's unique because he's like a 1980s NBA player. It's like part of the reason Barkley and Ewing and Jordan, these guys were such superstars when they came in the NFL, kind of like Zion, but different because it was, we had like three or four years of watching them play in college. This guy, the playoffs had legitimately just started and he had played in four playoff games. And one of them was a pretty devastating loss to the Saban while he kicked his ass. And the next year he came back and he beats Nick Saban. I think, didn't he have a combined like 900 yards in those two games? It, it was just incredible. Because <laughs> even in the game they lost, remember the first go around, it was like, wow, did Deshaun Watson threw for like 400 yards against Alabama. He was incredible. Yeah. Ah. Unlike Jimmy, though, unlike uh, Johnny, excuse me, he translated. Like I, the one thing I'd say if I was a Raider fan today. It sucks, but I, I have a really hard time when I lose tough games to, like, random players. Like, when you do lose to a great player, at least it's like, I know there's no moral victory, so it sucks, but, you know, you got to beat by Deshaun Watson, you know? Also, yeah, and don't you, I feel like like I'm watching this football team going, like, this team is competing with what I think playoff teams are. Like and I know that's not a high bar, but I do feel like I'm watching a football team that gives itself a chance every week. Well, yeah, I mean they, they got they're blown legitimately out by the Packers. competing against the AFC playoff teams. Like we've seen them against, like the yeah. Bears turns out are going to go like six and ten or seven and nine. But the Colts and Texans, yeah. more than likely, both those two teams are going to be in the playoffs. And the Raiders have gone; they beat the crap out of the Colts, and they just went toe to toe with the Texans on the road. And they, I, I felt like for a decent majority up until like the late, you know, mid fourth. They were kind of controlling the game. They were. That's why. That's why it's such a missed opportunity. They were. Thanks. Uh, this podcast brought to you by someone told me they used this the other day, and now it definitely can be used. Manscaped. Woo! The promo code is ham when you go to manscaped.com. At checkout, use the promo code HAM. You know, get, that gets you, John, 20% off and free shipping. Here's the thing, guy. You do not want to cut your nut. And with Manscaped, I've never done it because you get a perfectly great trim. You go to manscaped.com, you type in the promo code HAM, and you can manscape away your body, your testicles, your manly regent, which, you know, we've all had nicks and cuts before trying to trim up. And I'm telling you, the Lawnmower 2.0, which is my personal favorite uh, and their go-to, is just awesome. You have one. I have one. We've both Manscaped. And uh, we look fantastic. And we're, we're uh, Nick and Cut Free. Manscaped.com. Promo right. code HAM. 20% off. Go get it. We've had a lot of people text us when you say over the last month or two, like, what's your Manscaped code again? What's your Manscaped code? We've gotten rave yep. reviews. I told you I got one the other day. Plus, you get the we got the crop preserver, that anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already uh, put deodorant on your armpits, so why not the smelliest part yeah. of your body? Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, at checkout, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, 
Go do it. That's the thing you learn at the evacuation center, guy. There's not not a lot of deodorant. (laughs) You're just people trying to survive. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This podcast also brought to you by boxofawesome.com. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code HAM gets you 20% off your first subscription box. I'm guessing, John, when it was time to go to the evacuation center, you threw everything in that sweet bag you got from Box of Awesome a month or two ago. I did. I did. I, Boxofawesome.com. I, I did, guy. I used it last night for the wedding. I did it when I evacuated. You just go to uh, to get started, guy. Take the quiz at Boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip any month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only $45, guy, and has over $70 worth a year. You've gotten several. I've gotten several. They are sweet. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and then enter the code HAM at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, HAM at checkout, 20% off your first box. Yeah. Ton of good stuff, and you never get stuck with something you don't want. If you're like, oh, I have one of those, or I don't need that, you get to preview what's coming, change colors, sizes, add stuff, skip boxes. You're never paying for stuff that you don't want. Boxofawesome.com, promo code HAM. Uh, before we get some headlines here, this was the we'll single out one headline, John. Tell me exactly. We talked about the Schefter last week, talking about Brady could go. I gave you my Chargers theory, him and Josh McDaniels together. They're going to force him on Dean Spanos. Tom will get to play in L.A. Schefter had another big report today, Middlecoff. What was it? Well, that him and Bill are still buddies. <laughs> Oh, that was the whole report. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I heard. I mean, I Lock and Four acted like he might go to San Diego, but the the things that L.A. I, or yeah, yeah, L.A. The Schefter was like they're still buddies, but he has options of what they don't know if he's going to re- uh, retire, go to L.A. But like that, Robert Kraft is still a wild card because obviously he loves him. I I thought about it a decent amount today, and I I get the Josh McDaniels angle. And I think I would imagine they're really, really close. Uh, I just, I really have a hard time seeing him play for the Chargers. Just closing my eyes, he's going to play for Dean Spanos and the Chargers. Now, Josh McDaniels would be the wild card. And I was driving back from Yosemite and listening to radio, and it was the main topic on it. And people just kept saying, like, Tom Brady's not Kevin Durant. Like, he's not out there trying to find himself. He's going to leave this. Like, Tom Brady is not a fucking Kyrie Irving, like, looking for the next best great thing. Like, he, it doesn't get, he's in football heaven, guy. He's going to leave this? What if, what if he loves Josh, and he knows Josh, this is the year Josh leaves to become a head coach, and he doesn't want to play quarterback for, with Bill as his OC or Steve Belichick as his OC. I think Steve, by the way, was shown on TV multiple times today watching the Patriots-Browns game. I think Bill's going to coach long enough to get Steve. At one at one point, Milkoff, they had a three-box. They had three people on the screen in three different splits. It was Bill, Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick. Did you? I think Steve Belichick is the next there coach There was the an incredible clip today where... Barst- oh, where it was Barstool, great. Where Jim Nance goes. I saw you tweet Jim that. Nance goes... There's uh, Bill Belichick's son, Steve, on the left, and it's just him and Gerard Mayo. <laughs> that means like, oh, yeah, good one there, Jim. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just it made me laugh. I, guy, I, All right, what about Brady to the, to the Niners then? If you don't like the Charger one, and I understand you can shoot holes in the Charger one, would Tom want to be the 49ers quarterback? And would the Niners – we talked about this a little bit. You, you definitely take that phone well, call. I tweeted today, unless Jimmy – where you and I talked about it, 
If he yeah. to me, he'd probably have to win a playoff game at least to be safe. And even then, I don't know if he'd be one hundred percent safe. If he won multiple playoff games, meaning they were in the NFC Championship game, he's young. You probably just ride with him. But if they were like a one and done playoff team, and Tom freaking Brady calls, and the Patriots win the Super Bowl or get back to the Super Bowl, and he just keeps playing like Tom Brady, I I, I think Jim Jimmy be a goner. He just he well I that's what that's what my gut feels like. Sorry, that's what my gut feels like. Yeah. Now you can look because people I think kept he really... tweeting at me. You're like, Middlecoff, you're gone, or he's 43 years old. Well, he's fucking Tom Brady, and he's still playing at a really high level. Now, I don't know if... Again, Tom would have to... <clears throat> Tom would seek this. You know, this is not the Niners looking. This would be Tom seeking. And I don't know if he would. To me, this is... You're right about that. If he wanted to be on the move, wouldn't this have to be at the top of his list? If if he wants to be on the move in part because he wants to play in California, or they want to, the family wants to move, his childhood team, all that... But I think it's mostly about Jimmy. If Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a really good quarterback or like he's becoming a really good quarterback, then you don't do it just based on the age. But if we get to the postseason and there's questions in Kyle Shanahan's mind about whether he can ever really win with Jimmy Garoppolo, then you do consider it even be, despite the age. I, I get, <clears throat> to me, it's as simple as how good is Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Well, how, But how good is he? he? He he has the power to shut the door on it. What would you say would automatically shut the door? A Super Bowl berth. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, if they're in the NFC Championship game, it'd be really hard to move on. And because he, yeah. he doesn't make that much money, he he's young. It, like you just don't make who 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 moves on from young quarterbacks for forty three year old quarterbacks. I, I, I think I mean, there's nobody just a does very that. common sense take on this, right? If you just remove, he's Tom fucking Brady. He's forty three years old. So, are you really going to mortgage this young guy because, as you text me, well, who would immediately want him back? He would be the Patriots quarterback. Like, Jimmy would be... Yeah, it'd essentially be Bill... It'd be Tom and a one for Jimmy is what it would turn into. Yeah, maybe they'd give him back to Bill for right? two. Who knows? Yeah, it'd probably be a one because the pick would be 32. Think about that. <laughs> I, You know, I, I, I think... Yeah. Listen, I understand. Like, I, I'm not saying it's one. It'd be, it'd be a very, very risky move. Like, Wait a second, it'd be 32? You're saying they just... Oh, no, the Pats won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I so like okay. maybe the Pats give him 32 for Jimmy back and Tom goes there. But then I was thinking, like... Now, Tom's... What is Tom's offense? It feels like he's run it all. But I would imagine the verbiage not the same. He would have to learn a whole new offense. It is kind of tough. Like, I, I... It might not be as seamless as you think. Maybe Kyle thinks, like, my guy already knows it. Let's just roll with him. But it is Tom. Like if it, if if Schefter tweets Tom Brady wants to be a 49er, it would become one of the biggest polarizing stories around here ever, right? <laughs> like what do yeah. the 49ers? Because it's because yes. Listen, th- there's well, just there's just a fact. Tom Brady wants in. You let him fucking in. Then there's you take a step back, take a deep breath. You go, well, he's 43. If Jimmy just won a playoff game or two, you're like, well, are we just gonna punt on everything we've accomplished? Like there is. And keep in mind. Like, Bill was prepared to, to take Jimmy over Tom, we think, right? But I think we know at this point, Tom Brady is a much better player than Jimmy. Like, that's not even, at, at, like, currently today, at 42 years old and Jimmy. He's just better, a lot better. But Jimmy keeps getting better, and he's younger, and he's cost-controlled. Like, why would you mess with that? Like, it, it would, it would be do, a huge I risk for the 49ers, despite it, again, being Tom Brady, right? 
Yeah, I I do subscribe to the to the idea that Jimmy's going to keep getting better too. Just given the limitation, the the, the limited number of games and, he's played and how good he is. And at this what point. about the element of clearly the team likes Jimmy a lot? Now they would yeah. like Tom, yeah, I, but why would you mess with what sure. you have? Which wouldn't you say they got pretty good chemistry going right now? The 49ers? Yeah, yeah. I I do think something you said to me when we were talking about earlier, and I, you might be right about this, John. It might just be that Tom doesn't know what he's going to do. Like he that his family wants him to go to the West Coast. Maybe he wants to go, but he doesn't. Where are the fits? Do I want to suck? Is Josh going to be gone? Do I want to go where Josh? Is? You know, there's a lot going on there, and maybe he just doesn't know. I, I thought a lot. I That's thought a possible. lot about it today on the on my drive home from the wedding about would he just go out on top, <clears throat> you know, and just if he wins the Super Bowl, just go out with seven. He'd think to himself, "How is anyone ever going to get to seven like that?" If he gets to seven, is it safe to say that records? About as safe as any record ever. Like, how does any quarterback? Yeah, that wins? Joe DiMaggio's fifty-six game hit streak. But yeah. I, 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 guy, I, I would think say the fifty-six game hit streak is way more in jeopardy on a given year than ever. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, one quarterback. Cal Ripken's game. Yeah. I mean, people take days off. I, so I would say, You're right. I would say the, 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 the DiMaggio win. thing only takes. Only, the DiMaggio thing only takes two months. Yeah, and it's just. It's not. It is humanly the possible. Brady thing you just takes make contact. You get. You have yeah. the luckiest stretch ever. The seven Super Bowls was just. Yeah. I, I think it would be impossible. I, I really do. I, I do. I just wonder. Like, does, is there any part of him that says, "I want to prove I can do this"? Well, and that's where I keep getting back to because every like, you know, is he just going on top? Would you ever just watch like a social media after a win? Seems like he gets high off these wins. Like he likes it. Like he gets high yeah. off these games. Like it still. I don't see a guy going through the motions. Like. <laughs> I see a guy addicted. I see a guy addicted to this shit, and I think Peyton mm-hmm. Manning was the same way. But he just there were probably moments that last year when he would go in on Monday morning and watch on the film, and like, who the hell is this guy? You know, and it just it probably had to eat him up inside. Like this is embarrassing. You know, well I think Tom still looks and goes, God, I'm, I may not be what I was five years ago, but I'm still. I'm. Can you name five better players than me in the league at my position? No. So, like, he's still playing at such a high level where, and he's still loving doing it. Like, John was, you know, you hear these stories, like, he was clearly older. I, I, you know, it's not like I can live in my late, you know, we were like 13, 14, whatever, when that happened. And you look back at the team, like, how did they win it, really, right? They were a run-heavy team and a really good defense. Like, and even John and all these guys have gone on record. Like, we changed when we got TD. Like, Brady... They don't need. They just Gronk retired. Like whatever. We'll just Jacoby Myers. Oh yeah, trade for Muhammad. Yeah, we'll get Nikhil Harry. But we'll just. It doesn't. They're not dependent on like Sony Michelle. Like they're dependent on. Yeah, he's they, still the best they're, guy they're in the dependent offense. Dependent on twelve. What do you think about TB twelve offering twelve to Muhammad Sanu? Did you see that clip? When Muhammad said, "No, I didn't see that." Tom slid in Muhammad's DMs, no. and was like, "You want twelve, bro?" Or he's like, "Hey man, hey, congrats to have you." Uh, you want 12? And I, he might have been being sarcastic. Muhammad wasn't, but maybe Tom was. And Muhammad's like, he kind of looks at all the reporters telling the story. I was like, no, bro, I'm good. I'll, I'll find another number. <laughs> you know? But it just, and, and maybe Tom's fun. smart enough to realize no chance. Like, would he have said that? He would never have said that to like Antonio Brown because they'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. You know? But maybe if you know the guy's high level enough that he's going to deny it, so it's an easy one. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine if he said to AB and AB's like, oh, yeah, cool. I got it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it just, like, to me, Tom, listen, I, I get when Steve Young was kind of arguing with Schefter 
and he was saying Montana and Far and all these guys. And I get it. You close your eyes, and I, I, it's just it feels like he's going out a pat. I get the history of sports and the way the business I works. I, I don't know, man. At, at this point in time, as we're talking about it, I will be sh- I will be shocked, and obviously the world would too. It'd be one of the biggest stories in America if he decided to sign with someone else in free agent. Like it would be on news channels that. I just I have a hard time seeing a guy. I really, really do, just because of how unique his brand is now. Like it's it's exceeded everything. Like it's it's exceeded it all. I, I would say like you could argue in modern sports history, we're but not going to see anything like. Doesn't Canadian that make it again. easier? Doesn't that make it easier for him to move? That his brand is so strong that he can be a Charger. Well, and that's where Steve's argument is like, let's say he plays for the Chargers for a year. No one's ever going to remember that. And I, I would say that's or three that years. I mean, it, yeah. or do they remember it more? What, uh, if, bef- what if Haberman Middlecoff, when we're forty five, like God, do you remember that one year that Brady won the fucking Super Bowl with the Chargers? You know, well, <laughs> exactly. His legend would. You could argue his. To me, the no upside one would remember is remember if it's bad, yes, and the upside is yeah. Like uh, yeah, you, people talk huge. about like Michael Jordan's the goat, Mickey Mantle. Like if you ever heard of Tom Brady, he won a Super Bowl with the Chargers. You know. You're right. It would be the upside for the move with the Chargers specifically or the Niners would be pretty high. Like now you'd say probably even more of the Chargers. I do think Kyle would get a lot of credit, but Tom would get a lot too. The Chargers Mm -hmm. would be, Chargers would be nuts because it'd be good for their business. It's LA. I think Josh would be there with them. But you agree that he's not going to the Chargers to play for Anthony Lynn. Yeah, no, no. It, to me, it would be with Josh McDaniels. That's a core part of my theory. Yeah. Uh, before we get to some other headlines, I got oh, I got a good one for you, John. I got this one's going to blow your mind. I think. Before we do that, though, let's tell the people about SeatGeek. Right. It's a tease. Warriors tickets, John. I think the green dots are getting bigger. <laughs> you go to SeatGeek.com. Use the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code Ham. You get ten bucks off your first purchase. Well, I know we got a decent following as well in Sacramento. I those tickets might be getting a little bigger too. So, you, you know, oh, it yeah. used to be like, God, you know, guy, what if the Warriors are, you know, competing to make the playoffs with this group? And obviously the prices at Chase and then Luke Walton and the Kings, they might be good this year. Golden won those ticket prices. Actually, you might be able to, you know, hey, you want to catch Kawhi? You know, it's one of those, you know, back when we were like kids, like you'd go to the Kings game just to watch Allen Iverson. You know, you might just be going to the Warriors game. Oh, Greek freaks in town. You know, it's just, it shows you things change fast. Uh, you're right. Things change uh, fast. They change really fast. SeatGeek, download the app, promo code HAM. At one point in time today, I got a text. I didn't watch literally one second of the game. Just that the Warriors are down 40 to OKC. And that, that was a real text. It was 70. It, might, it was more than that because it was 70 to, like, I think, like 38 at one point. 37. Or 37. Or 30, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was, I don't know. It was ugly. And then my math, I'm like, that's not quite 40. But it was big. I think, I think at one point in time in the game, it was like 64 to 24 or something. It was ugly. The green dots. I think if you if you went all in on the chase buy, you probably got to wait it out a couple months. Hopefully, they turn it around before mm-hmm. you start flipping for a, for an L. Uh, but you're right. You know, keep an eye, guy. If you live in Northern California and you're a hoop guy and you want to take your kid to a game or something, on both the chase and the golden one, because I, I do think there's a chance that those green dots might grow a little bit and those prices might come down, especially no with our promo code ham. Plus, you got concerts, you got shows, college basketball starting. I always say, if you're listening, you got a young kid, 
I think college hoops is like one of the best bangs for your buck. When's your you first college basketball game? Uh, uh, like a week from Tuesday. Who, at who Cal. they playing? Uh, that's a good question. Kentucky. I know. You know what? I got Fresno State at Cal, though. I got that game. Oh, uh, at the wedding. Who that's was AJ's one. former roommate from Fresno? Played at Clovis West. J- J- uh, something with a J. Jeff. Jeff Jackson was with him last night. Talked with him yeah. a lot. He said to say hello. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. Oh, I love Jeff yeah, Jackson. Spent a Great lot of time dude. with High quality. He said guy. AJ was, I think, in Fresno this year for the Sac State game, and they went to dinner or yep. something. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Jackson. Yep. I, I, I talked with Jeff All Jackson and right. his wife last night. Good man. Fiance, maybe? All right, let's rattle through some headlines. Here is my first headline for you. Do you know how many yards Matt Schaub threw for against the Seahawks well, today? Well, I noticed uh, on the red zone <laughs> that he made a couple plays. So uh, Julio had one. Julio had a couple. I, I'm going to guess it's probably a little higher than you think. If you just said it. If you yeah, just threw I you're right. Matt Schaub played today, and they lost. You'd be like, I made it through for like 87 yards. I'm going to go like 227. Right. Okay, a little higher. You might want to double that number, and you'd have it 460 Matt yards. Matt Schaub threw 460 yards today? Are you, are you fucking with yes. me, or are you serious? I'm not, he was 39 of 52 for 460 God, yards. I would have bet $10,000 if you said, does Matt Schaub, even with, if you said they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, and they gave him Odell Beckham, and they had Julio, is he capable in a game that they're going to lose to throw for over 450 yards, I would have said, here's $10,000. I feel very confident about the bet. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you, you agree that's that's as crazy of a number in the NFL you'll probably see all year long? Well, if I said Matt Schaub throws 52 passes, how many picks? You'd think he had four picks. He had one interception. He threw 460 yards? That's an incredible feat. I, By the way, Russell threw for 182. and obviously. What was the final was score of that game? 27-20. It, but it was 24 nothing. at so the, the, Would you say that is an all-time, and I mean all-time, garbage line? Uh, garbage line? Just, like, how's that? I, I might have to watch that game. Wow, that's good nugget there, guy. What if I told you uh, yeah. the Chicago Bears missed a game-winning kick? I mean, you, we were both watching I also thought they were going to make it because they are playing the Chargers, and the Chargers don't catch those breaks. No. What do you think about him kneeling with about 20 seconds left and not trying to get an extra 10 yards? I, I, we were watching that one together. I told you I, that was a little dicey. The thing I hate, I hate, is when the kicker, like, oh, where, where does he want it? Put it on the left hash. Okay, I'll put it on the left hash, but you cannot. If I put it on the left hash, you cannot hook this kick. Okay? You want to push it, something stupid happens, I'm going to put it on the left hash. But don't make me wish I put it in the middle of the field. And sure enough, he... Why would you put a ball on the left hash if the guy's gonna play a draw? Like, if if well, if, do you do you know he's gonna play the draw? Do they do kickers? I don't know. That's why it makes kickers. Co- I don't know. I mean, he couldn't have done it on purpose. Well, if there's water on the left, right, and you're at the tee box and you play a draw, you wouldn't then line up on the left side of the tee box. You would line up on the but right this, side this of the tee box and you would ice. aim to the right to make sure that ball, at worst case scenario, is in the middle of the fairway, let alone the right rough. You don't want to go in the water. Hey, Eddie Panero, you cannot miss that ball to the left if you're on the hash. But I text you because you, you immediately text me, I hate that shit. And I'm like, well. Yes. That was my Monday morning Chicago. 100% right in these situations. <laughs> either the kicker tells the special teams coach and he tells the head coach or the kicker just tells the head coach where he goes, where do you want it, right? Wouldn't you say 99% mm-hmm. that's why they do that? 
because the kicker tells them that's yeah. where to go. Yes. Because most coaches so, are not yeah. like locked in with kickers. <laughs> and then the guy screws you. And if you get screwed in that situation, if you're naggy, you have to have a sit down. Like, what? What are we doing? This is that was insane. I'm with you. That that was that was nuts, guy. That, I just don't like. Unlike golf, the uprights are the same every time. There's never water on the left. Sometimes there's wind. And there, okay, there, there was a little wind, wind there. It's, you know, it is the windy city. I couldn't believe that one, John. That's a uh, the Bears are through. They got booed off the field at halftime with the lead. <laughs> well, would you agree? They would you agree it was an all-time terrible goal line stretch for Mitch and Matt? <laughs> like it was. <laughs> It was rough. It was, I mean, I, I love the guy, but geez Louise, it was rough. Now, it, I, I think a lot of it's Mitch. Mitch threw a terrible pick in the second half. He had a fumble on a play where I don't even know if anyone hit the ball. He was a train wreck. The Bears are screwed. Uh, how about this little, I mean, the Saints, you know, I, the, tonight was a big night for the Niners, and they are good as shit. Yeah. But the Saints beat the living piss out of the Arizona, and they really kind of, at one point in time, you text me like, God, the Saints are just kind of giving this game away for a minute because it was tight. Like, they were just screwing around. Then Drew Brees and Sean Payton flipped a switch. Brees had three touchdowns. You know, his first game back, he threw for 370 yards. And Latavius had 100 yards. Like, they they got out of this game. They got to the bye. Think about this. When Drew Brees went down in that game against the Rams, if I would have told you at that moment in time with like seven six games remaining until the bye, I think that was like week three, or four or five games, they would not lose one game. And really, without Drew Brees up until today, you pre- especially with games at Seattle against the Cowboys, no one would have believed that. It, it, one of, it That's one of the better coaching stretches in recent memory, in my opinion, for a head coach. No, the only game they lost was the game he got hurt in. And they, they that just might have been a game they were going to lose anyway. But with just watching the Saints... And Kamara's going to come back healthy after the bye compared to the Niners. And, you know, at the time, I just look up, the Packers are kind of kicking the crap out of the Chiefs. They're, they're about to be 6-1, and one, assuming they win this game. What what do you think gets the home field bye this year? Boy, I don't... The Niners I mean, now play... And the Niners play the those two teams. So, that there's... It's not one of those where the Niners don't play the Packers or the Saints. Like, they're going to go directly head-to-head. So... Right, yeah. so that's if they lose both of them, then well, they don't get it. If they win both of those, they'll just probably get it. If they beat the Packers, then it kind of feels like with a Week 14 meeting between the Saints and the Niners. The now it's like, are they just going to be undefeated when they play that game? Well, no, I mean, they're bound <laughs> you know? to lose a game, right? Are they going to be? Well, yeah, yes, they are. But here again, they played even until they run the football. So if you had to go number one seed in the AFC, yeah, would you say I, the Pats I think, are locked to be the one seed? For- is that safe to say now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if you lose three games, you're not getting. You're, if, you're not well, a lock to get a home field bye, right? You're not a lock to get the one or two me, seed if you don't if you don't go thirteen and three. Yeah, th- thirteen and three might at this pace doesn't guarantee anything. But if you go thirteen and three, you don't get it. You're like whatever. Now you do play each other. Twelve and four is not getting. I, it, I we would know agree. that. Do you do you have to go fourteen? You might and three? have to. Could the Niners complain I, if they the get the two odds seed? are. At thirteen, yeah, I don't think you can. Not this year. If like I say, if the Saints beat you and they get, you know, you just take your loss. Uh, the game is in New Orleans. Where it's big. Like, are the Niners going on the road? Are they? Would they win the NFC Championship in Lambeau or the uh, New Orleans? You, we admit it would be really hard, despite their team looking really good, right? 
Yeah, I mean, again, I, they play defense, run the football. But I think that's where they win this weekend, or they, you know, not this weekend, but this Thursday night game. This is where we start talking about like you control your own destiny now for this home field shit. So you really are in a position now where we don't. If you lose at home, you lose at home. But you're going to be an underdog going on the road, especially if these teams beat you in the like if the Saints beat you in the regular season, and then you got to go play them in the NFC Championship game. It's crazy we're even having this conversation, but we are because it's yeah. just a reality of life. Like, are the Niners a lock playoff team at seven and zero now? Is that safe to say? Would you say a, if they if they I win mean, Thursday yeah, are they a one hundred percent lock playoff team? They're eight and zero. Yeah, I just yeah eight and zero. And again, the thing they do they just keep doing. They've had injuries that we thought would derail them and haven't derailed them. I, I their defense is phenomenal. I, it's just yeah. They're just the good. It's like it's not just the math. It's just when I look at them, I say that's one of the best teams in the NFL. That's part of why they're a lock team. At this point, if they didn't make the playoffs, it'd be an utter disaster. Okay, I know you, you got um, reservations. You're in Philly. Yeah, I, 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 okay, can I get, yeah, I can I get five, you? Okay, like, I'll give you a couple more headlines. We got a couple more. How about my guy Flip? Minutes. You know, Gardner Minshew has played the entire first half Dude. of the season with a six-round rookie, and they're four and four. Pretty impressive. Yeah, really impressive, John. And and today, I don't know. Did you see the first pick that Darnold threw? Should have been sacked. Broke out of it. Like, oh, what a play! And then then throws an interception. Um, yeah, so I, but Minshew, was I saw Colin t- tweet something like. That wasn't pretty, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a great play to get out of the sack. I he had guess. three. He had three um, picks. Darnold's had a rough seven day stretch, guy. Actually, six because they played on Monday night. He's had a really rough stretch. How many picks did he throw against the Patriots? Four, three or four. He threw three picks today. He's well. He the one he threw that really hurt was they're down seven. They get a punt. He throws a pick, and then. Uh, and then well, Jacksonville scores, one, got scores again. And then he throws another pick. Is, I saw someone tweet, if you really want to be critical of Darnold, you could say that last year at SC, his sophomore year, when he threw a bunch of picks, he had some Jameis in him. And now you're starting to see it come hmm. out a little. And I just... Interesting. My one thi- and I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's, that's a true statement. I mean, that's just that's a reality. He was throwing Yeah, it's someone who's watching him a lot. That's not a... That's not a bad I'm watching Minshew today. Like, Minshew's a six-round rookie, and he's just 22 of 34, three picks. Or, I mean, excuse me, three touchdowns, no picks, and like 280, and just good. Like, you just watch him. You're like, God, this guy's just pretty good. You know, just. Okay, I'm going to, I got a few more for you. Thir- just give me, let's do 30 seconds on each one of these. Baker's interception to Lawrence. Did was it Lawrence guy? Is that the guy's name? It was just an inside pitch, and the guy's not supposed to be there. He didn't get blocked. But, but even if he wasn't going to be there, guy, the running back wouldn't have caught the ball. So why would he throw it right there? Well, it's you no. Know, it was to the guy in like in jet motion. It was oh, was it supposed to be to Nick Chubb or the running back to his right? It was supposed. To, I don't think. I thought it was to the guy that was doing the jet sweep. I thought that's who it was intended. I might have for. to rewatch it. I I, I thought rewatch I, it. Just trying to attempt to give Baker the benefit of the doubt. I thought it just slipped out of his hand because he couldn't humanly possible be that shitty of a pass, which it was right. Because a lot of people were saying that was his butt fumble moment. <laughs> Baker's yes. having a rough second year. Would you agree there? This is, yes. What do you think about the Browns being two and five? Season over. Yes. Not good. Would you say it's kitchen's one and say, done? Safe to say the Ravens are a lock to win that division at this point at five and two. Unless uh, Duck Hodges gets yeah. really hot. Yes. Yep. They're, they're a lock. Um, how about Adam Vinatieri? He did miss a 
he 55 yarded a win. He missed game. a field goal. And uh, when I got in the car this morning, I, just the game had just started. He missed an extra point too. So he had been shaky. Uh, if Bill O'Brien trades for De- trades DeAndre Hopkins with three years, forty million left on his deal, how is that crazier than the Jets trading Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean the uh, the Giants trading Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, because if, why, why would you trade your best player when you're five and three? I mean, right. what I don't it, it makes no sense. Maybe more will come out tomorrow on just why that rumor even got shopped. I back last to ben one Terry, I have for though, you. What do you forty six years old? Yeah. hit a game winner, fifty five yard. That's they they went nuts, and the Colts tweeted out something really cool. That that's an incredible accomplishment, is it not? Glad, he, yeah, it is. But I mean, it's like they got they. It's you're, I don't, you, I don't. You get are bound to have some right shitty now. games. I just, it's the NFL. But he's had. Oh, a you're few. saying him individually, not necessarily the team. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last one for you. What do you think of Joe Flacco at one and seven? No, what's their not one? They're not that bad. They're not one yeah, and seven. I, what are they, they are. What do you think of him complaining about their lack of yeah, aggressiveness? Yeah, two and six. Okay, I, I just. I don't really take Joe Flacco that seriously anymore, so I, I don't really have a take. I the, okay. the Broncos don't really move me to a strong take, to be honest with you. <laughs> Other than they're competitive. Yeah, guy, I thought they were going to win the game. I mean, it took an Adam Vinatieri 55-yard field goal at home to beat the Broncos. Yeah. I, the Broncos are going to have one of those seasons where they're 4-12, and 12, and I think Vaughn Miller might be able to say after, like, God, I, I felt like we were 8-8. Eight eight. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to feel like no. He's not. He's going to be miserable. But I'm gonna... just saying, like, you could take a step back and just go. We easily could have won like three or four more games, right? Yeah, but go go look at what good. Go look at what the Saints like. The Saints won a bunch of one score games. Yeah, I mean, without Drew, with the exception of last because good good teams win the one score games and bad teams lose it. So yeah, <laughs> yes, the NFL like all these games are seven yeah, point games that is by true. and large, unless you're Lincoln Riley Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is your power off or has it just got dark over there? Uh, your lights. Yeah, power. You choose to have your lights off. A true hero. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Do it for the evacuees. Conserving, conserving energy in case you need I, it. I did All right, it for the people off. today, guy. And so did you. I mean, wa- good, you're good work by on you. Road uh, while you're on a uh, a workcation. Yeah, it's not, it's not my work. It's Alyssa's work. But, but you're grinding. I'm here. Are you working tomorrow? You That's hosting right. a radio show in the morning? No, I'm going to be at Independence Hall in Philadelphia by the time uh, the sun rises in the west. You could swing by uh, the Eagles practice facility and give Roseman a thumbs up. Big win for the for the birds. Okay, I will. Howie, last time I was here, your office was... He, oh, no, okay. he's back in the same right. office again. Oh, that's yeah, right. He's that's back. Right. Don't, you know, like, hey, do you guys have Middlecoff's old tag? His old desk <laughs> yeah, tag? Yeah, when they only had one F. Put some respect on two Fs. Keeps it chill. Right. All right, later. Adios, see ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.